welcome to Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and then come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emma. And welcome to an extra special bonus episode. I have reeled Emma back in. (laughs) I couldn't stay away. She couldn't stay away once she heard what I was reading. That's right. We are diving back into the world of Infinity Sun with its sequel, Infinity Reaper. (laughs) Yes. And we finally know, and this might be skipping ahead a bit, but we finally know that there are only going to be three books in this series. Yes, it's going to be a trilogy. But I only read the first one and that's all I'm going to read. Unless somehow you telling me the entire plot convinces me to then read this book. Yeah, you're never going to read the second book, but maybe the ending of this book will intrigue you. Well, I hope it's the ending I predicted, because that was my main prediction, was how this book ends. Okay. I do have a... I, okay, I guess we haven't talked about this yet. I made a list of predictions mm-hmm. of things that will happen. I read the description of the book before the book came out. I did not. Hannah did not. <laughs> so I knew, I knew things that Hannah didn't. <laughs> When I made my predictions. (laughs) She had more information than I did. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited to get into this. I will do my best to recap this story for you, as this is more of a recap, less of a discussion. We're just going to go ahead and do a general spoiler alert now that this entire... What did you think? You you told me you liked the book. I mean, I can can do a a non-spoiler review, I guess. I I did enjoy the book. I thought it was long. (laughs) It is long. I don't know if it needed to be that long. There were some very stupid things that happened there's this one one thing in particular that happens towards the beginning that I makes no sense and it's truly just to like drive the plot forward but it also it just makes no sense that yes. that's what would happen but the ending was pretty intense I had a oh crap moment and I'm intrigued to see what happens in the next book all right well I'm not gonna tell my predictions. I'm gonna try. I'm, I'm gonna hope that they happen as you tell me the story. Mm-hmm. But I will say two predictions or three, maybe. I'll say a couple of predictions that are more of the like story overall. Okay. So I thought that this book might be influenced by two things. That is, Adam Silvera's current state. Or former state, hopefully more. I'm talking about the depression story arc, mm-hmm. where I was like, Hannah, if this book is about a depression story arc, I'm not gonna make fun of somebody's depression. Mm-hmm. I'm not that heartless, and I'm hopefully that will come across that I'm not trying to make some fun of somebody's serious mental health issues. Right. But, but I thought, okay, Hannah's told me that. Adam Silvera has been going through something, so I thought there would be a depression story arc. I think it's also a fair bet with Adam Silvera. His other work is all very heavily influenced by his own mental health journey. But yeah, I I think that was a good prediction just because, I I mean, regardless of what his current mental health 
um, uh, is most of his stories do pertain to mental health and most of his stories do um, deal with depression and anxiety in some form. Yes. However, my, I, I, I wrote Brighton next to depression story arc because I thought, I feel Hannah's always sending me things that Adam Silvera is saying about the book. Mm -hmm. All leading up to this book, Hannah kept sending me things and he seemed to be like, no, Brighton's a good person. He's just sort of, you know, going through some stuff. Mm. And so I thought this book would be about sort of redeeming the Brighton character. I knew from the description of the book, we haven't said it yet, but that Brighton is dying from the potion he took at the end of the last book. And so I thought, okay, this will be a depression story arc, and this will redeem the character a bit. However, Hannah told me that (laughs) every character except for Brighton has a depression story arc. (laughs) Pretty much. And I don't know, there is a depression story arc going on, and there's definitely grief and grieving going on uh, for some of the characters. But... It didn't end up being necessarily like a depression arc. It, it, it was there. There were, yeah. I guess I would best categorize it as like a depressive episode. Yeah. Uh, more so than that ending up being a main piece of the plot. Yeah. But then I thought, okay, this book was written in 2020. Mm-hmm. The first book did introduce an election Mm -hmm. subplot, so Mm -hmm. I thought that there would be more focus on the election subplot. Oh boy. I thought that would be a big thing in this book. Yes. All right, and the last prediction that I'm going to say was that I knew that Brighton was dying, so I said that this book will be another quest for silly ingredients. (laughs) And then I thought maybe it'd be Phoenix-focused, and that Emil goes on a Phoenix nature quest. Interesting. So those are the predictions I'm going to say for now. Those are some fun predictions. And Hannah can now tell me what actually happened in the book. What happened in Infinity Reaper. Uh, we start off immediately after the events of the first book. So... The first book ends with Emil has been stabbed by the Infinity Ender dagger, whatever I remember that the dagger. dagger is called. And Brighton has taken the potion and uh, prior to that shot uh, Luna with Luna? Gosh darn. <laughs> yes, Luna is... Yeah, I keep mixing up Luna and June for some reason. I did in the first book too, but no, June is the <laughs> June ghost is the girl. ghost girl, and and Luna is is the old old lady who wants immortality. So she's she's dying on the ground. Emil is dying on the ground, and Brighton is like, "Yes, I am powerful now." <laughs> and I he he glows a bright color. He's like, "Yes, this is my moment. I am getting these powers." Nothing really happens beyond that as of yet. And then he's like, bro, I'm going to save you. I'm going to get you out of here, you know, which I don't know. I think when I read the first book, 
And I think we talked about like his heel turn. I honestly thought he was just gonna be a bad guy from that point forward. And and then yes. and then he wasn't. He was still helping his brother. And I was just like, what is going on? Because Adam Silvera is for this character. <laughs> as I picked up on that. Yeah. Now, neither of us understands why, based on what we're getting from the character. <laughs> so many of my notes, all of the quotations, pretty much all of the quotations I have are Brighton being a pain. He, they meet back up with uh, Prudencia, who, um, you know, is concerned about Emil and, and getting them out of there and focusing on that. And his main comment is, she doesn't call me a hero or tell me I did a great job because yes, that's what she needs to stop and do is stroke his ego before, you know, rescuing everybody. So so yeah, they're, they make their way out. They're heading to a hospital for Emil. Um, June supposedly is dead her body was taken away by did i say june you luna. did say june and i was like wow luna <laughs> i believe you <laughs> luna is supposedly dead june phases away with her body okay so okay. old lady possibly dead yes ghost girl takes her away still alive <laughs> ghost girl alive i did not write any predictions about the villains from book one because mm. i just didn't know where their story could go from here other than let's try and make the potion again well, yeah they failed in their mission to make the potion and that was the main thing that luna needed to survive so it is it is interesting what yeah, what, what they're just going with uh, from now on. So yeah, they meet back up with like Iris and um, we have another moment of Brighton being Brighton saying, <laughs> I promise you're no longer superior to me, to her. And it's like, again, your, your brother is bleeding out in a car now, I guess. They might be in a car now. Anyway, <laughs> things are not going well. I Why are you focused on this? You shouldn't be focused on this, but whatever. So, so yeah, I guess Brighton is, feels he's in a good spot and is just so dumb. He doesn't even consider that he's possibly poisoned himself at this point, which... I mean, you know from the description that he does, but <laughs> but I, I hadn't known that for sure at that point. Yeah, you're just waiting for these it's powers like, being like, oh my goodness. Yeah, he's, he's definitely poisoned himself. <laughs> oh gosh. And then we have poor sweet Ness, who I care for. Emma does not. I'm going to try and hold back, but do tell me about... Little Nessie. So, same thing with Ness. We pick up exactly where they had left off, where he's on a boat with the senator, his father. Yes. And his senator father has given him the choice of being put into, like, magic person prison or coming back with him and being his pawn. And so then we get a little bit of backstory and we find out that... You know, they had actually toured this spe specific prison 
like right after his mother had been killed. So <laughs> very traumatic. Um, and he got to see how the prisoners were kept and how uh, they were prevented from using their powers. So I think that kind of influences his choice as well, where he's basically like, if I am in prison, there is truly nothing I can do to support the people that I do care about now. Suddenly for no reason. Suddenly, (laughs) yes. (laughs) They had a couple talks in a closet. Oh, he gave me his pancakes. (laughs) (laughs) So... Anyway, he does, he makes the choice of, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be your pawn. I'm gonna find a way to take you down. You don't know that yet, but I'm I'm gonna take you down, even though I'm sure you're going to do terrible things. Uh, Which also from the description of the book, we knew that Ness made the choice to work with his dad. And uh, I did think that was a weird thing to put in the description since that was such a big cliffhanger. In the last book. Mm-hmm. It's like, why did you just put that right there? But anyway, it helped me with my predictions, at least. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe not. They might all be wrong, so. <laughs> and next up, we get a little bit with Maribel, who is very much grieving Atlas, who was just killed. By her. By her. <laughs> well, by June through her. I remember that. So, so she has. She also now has her phoenix powers because she's also uh, has that because she's the daughter of one of Emile's past lives, Batista. <laughs> yes, family soap opera drama is going on. Which is, I I normally like that, but I hate it in this book. <laughs> Then next we get uh, back to Emil. You know, he is uh, in the hospital. Um, They're kind of healing him up. It's all fine. Uh, But, you know, now Brighton, uh, things aren't going well for him. Um, He's all feverish now and just you know, not doing great. Um, And it is, it starts off because it's very traumatic for him because his father died because of, I mean, he was already dying, but he died quicker because of the Hydra blood therapy thing that they tried to do with him. Maybe he shouldn't have taken that potion then. Well, and so then that's the thing, because then Brighton takes this potion that is a mix of Hydra blood and Phoenix blood and ghost Ghost blood. blood. Don't forget the ghost blood. <laughs> and, and, you know, he had thought like, yes, I am never going to die. That is a very big thing with Brighton is never wanting to die. Um, we get to see more of how he's the one who was with their father, his father, but their father, when he died. We he, knew that in book one. Uh, we, got, we get to see that moment. We get to... It's, in our minds when we read. <laughs> yes, Emma. <laughs> books are basically movies. Good books are. <laughs> so we start off, we get this storyline with Brighton where he, you know, he realizes like, oh no, 
the I'm, I'm not getting these powers, but I glowed all nice and bright. That must have been a sign. Why isn't this working? I'm supposed to be immortal. I'm not supposed to be dying. And then there, the doctors are basically saying that he has a couple months <laughs> at best. Like they're they're doing their best to try and clean up his blood, but they can't. They just they just can't. And um, they keep bringing up throughout this book, like you know, you also it was Luna's parents' ghosts' blood. Yes. Couldn't that have messed up things? Yes. And they keep bringing that up. And I don't know if it actually... It might have messed up things. Actually, no. Now that I'm thinking about it, it might have messed up things. Well, I, I wish I had said this in book one when we discussed it. But when they described how to make an immortality potion, they said that they needed blood from one of your own ancestors. Yeah. And I wish I had said it because then I could have predicted this book before it had been written. But I didn't say it because I was just like, whatever, Adam Silver mm-hmm. is just making up his own rules now. Whatever. Yeah. I need to not pay attention to the minor details. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't matter. Yeah. Uh, so we have a lot of moments with, with Emil and and Brighton in, in the hospital. And Emil is, you know, incredibly concerned for his brother. He he cares deeply about his brother. He wants his brother to to be well. He he if there's a way to fix it, you know, he does want to be able to fix it. But also I think he's kind of resigning himself to the fact that, like, bro, you this potion was not for you. <laughs> this is not going to go well. But but he's very much they have an exchange where Emil gets very upset and is basically like, I don't care about the world, I care about you. And then Brighton, being the poop that he is, says, this is why I'm the one who should have powers. I could prove that not all specters are bad, that we can trust ordinary people with powers, that we can all be more like Batista, be uh, more like you. And so even he's, like, dying. I don't know if he, like, truly... Understands what's going on, and and then poor Emil is blaming himself for what happened to Brighton, which is just so it's sad. my fault that he's dumb. It, uh, yeah, he. It's it's just it's sad. It's it's sad all around. There's a lot more stuff at the hospital. Yeah, so far nothing has happened in this book. And that's the thing. This is why I feel that it could be. A lot shorter because a lot of the beginning 100 200 pages i don't know if they needed to be as long i don't know exactly what i would have cut out but it, it does feel too long um this is where emil <laughs> i think i mentioned this to you uh before uh, on the little bit that we had talked about it mm-hmm. where i said that you know emil had decided that yes okay you know what i need to do i need to figure out the power binding potion um, that was in Batista's journal. If I can figure that out, then I can possibly save Brighton. Yeah. And then he just as quickly is like, no, I can't. There's no way I can figure this out. And he's quickly getting into his depressive episode and spiral and, you know, feeling justifiably upset about everything that has happened. But he needs to go on his quest for silly ingredients. I predicted it. 
And so then we we get a scene where they have to call Ma and let Ma know what's going on because Ma is with um is with Iris and Ruth. Gosh, why can't I remember anybody's names? Because there are too many characters. No, I feel bad because I love Ruth, if that's her name. She's the one with the baby. She's the one with the baby and the clones. She can clone herself. Yeah, I predict that her husband dies. Wesley? Sure. I like Wesley. Did he die? He did not die. Dang it! (laughs) Cross that off the list right here. Guy with the wife and child dies. Not yet. Uh, <laughs> I'll put it on my book three prediction <laughs> list. You gotta kill him off. So, Ava. I said Iris earlier. It's it Ava, uh, Ruth, and Ma who are off in Pennsylvania. Oh, the C team. Yes. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so... Ma calls to check in on her boys because lots of terrible stuff has happened. She doesn't know about Brighton yet. And they break the news to her and she actually, you know, is like firm and and is speaking to her boys in a way that she, I don't think, really did in book one. I think in book one, she was portrayed, I don't know, almost as kind of like weak. Yes. Which I feel bad saying. In the previous book, we just got a lot about her anxiety and her heart problems and and all of this. And so then here, uh, when she finds out that what is happening to Brighton is because of himself, because he drank a potion that he did not need to drink, Mm -hmm. uh, she says... You're selfish, basically. She says, you are always putting yourself before others, Brighton, and your father and I didn't raise you to be so high and mighty. Brighton, being Brighton, and also, I mean, if your mother told you that, you would understandably be upset and you would lash out. So I understand Brighton lashing out. Especially when you're like, I'm dying. dying. That's the thing. He's like, I just told you I'm dying and you're blaming me. Like, how dare you? Which, fair. Fair, Brighton. This is one time where I, I do feel for you. But then he does say, this is why dad was always the better parent. If I told him I was dying, he wouldn't have been shouting about how little he thinks of me. Which, fair. <laughs> Fair. It's not going great. Brighton is... It's not going at all. It's not happening. Nothing is really happening. He is very poisoned. Uh, and so then things pick up a little bit. The hospital is attacked. Oh! The hospital is attacked. We've got the basilisk dude back and Stanton, and he is stalking them throughout the hospital, um, Emil and Brighton and this doctor lady, and I think Prudencia, they all end up in um, hiding away in this place. He he tracks them, he finds them. He kills the doctor lady, to which Brighton just says in his mind, he thinks her death isn't that shocking, which... I'm, why, Brighton? Why Why are these your thoughts? Why are you like this, Brighton? I don't understand him. He makes me so angry, but I'm also, like, good on you, Adam Silvera, for creating a character that I truly hate. But uh, but does he want you to hate the character? I guess we'll get to that at the when we get to the end of this book. I truly but hate him. As I, I kept getting the sense that he was like, no... Like, he's a, he's a protagonist. 
But uh, his own way. Anyway, so to make matters worse, now Brighton has been bitten by the basilisk uh. and poisoned by the basilisk. So not only does he have like the poison from the potion that's not giving him powers and immortality like he wanted it to, now his arm is all poisoned from the basilisk venom. And for some reason, Ma and Ava and Ruth had decided that that was the morning we're going to visit the hospital. So they're in the parking lot during the attack from the Acolytes or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Ava and Ma are kidnapped. Uh. And I just thought that was really stupid because they're, I guess, yes, you want to go visit your sons who are both critically injured, but also... Y'all were safe. They were safe in Pennsylvania. I, they literally came back and were instantly kidnapped. That's just comical. Instantly kidnapped. I don't know why they even got out of Ruth's car. (laughs) They had to know what was going on. (laughs) Hey, I hear noises. What's that? I just, I don't understand. Oh my God. I did not predict a kidnapping plot. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's that. And then uh, the reason the kidnapping had to happen is because they're brought to the senator's house. We find out that Luna is still alive. She and June are at the senator's house and they've brought Ava and Ma there and they're going to use them basically to be like Ness. You got to do what we want you to do. You're going to help us win this election. You're going to help us um, take down the other side. And you're going to do it so that these two people don't die. These two people that, you know. You don't even know. You don't really know. You've never met before. But you know what? You're going to keep them alive by doing what we want you to do. So like he could have just kidnapped anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. But Ness loves Emil. So him and Ma are going to have a connection. Do they have they a connection? Both love a meal. They have a conversation later on, which I think is kind of stupid because <laughs> we'll get there. Are you saying that parts of this book are not written well? <laughs> Maybe just a little? I just think there are some scenes that are a bit ridiculous. I hope there's something that's really... I have a very ridiculous prediction. That I oh don't gosh. think came true, but it came into my brain, and I was like, "If this happens, and I don't write it down, mm-hmm. I'll regret it forever, and there will be no way for me to prove that I predicted this." Mm. <laughs> <laughs> wow! So we're a hundred pages in, and oh we're god. still at the hospital. Oh my um, god! I think we've been moved to a different hospital, if I remember correctly, oh. and and now they've got. I don't know if they have security yet. They're about to get security, though, from the other campaign. They've taken notice of uh, what Iris and Maribel and their group have done. Oh, the other political campaign. The other political campaign. So we've got Congresswoman Sunstar. Yeah, I I remember she had a dumb name. (laughs) Well, we have Congresswoman Sunstar. That's not a real name. That's a fantasy name. And her running mate, Senator Shine Lu. Ah! 
Okay, but here's the really ridiculous thing. So these two people, you know, high-ranking people, they're they're running for the presidency. Yes. And we've got, you know, Team Emil. (laughs) They're all in the hospital hanging out. And in, like, Maribel you know, feels the presence of somebody there because she's got kind of, like, psychic abilities too, like, wow, very minor okay. psychic abilities. And so she, like, senses that there's somebody there, and so then she grabs this invisible person. This invisible person turns into the running mate for some reason, and she's like, I've made contact. <laughs> <laughs> so for some reason, their grand plan was to send the vice presidential candidate in to make contact with these teenagers who have created their own like vigilante group or whatever (laughs) and to make contact with them so that then senator uh no congresswoman congresswoman uh, sunstar can make contact with them and be like all right i'm going to try and gather up all of the vigilante groups from all over the country under one title because we need another group name. Oh, we can't just like merge the names? Nope, 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 nope. Now we're going to have the Luminary Union, which will be all of the different groups from all over the country put together so that we can show that like we're good people. Yeah. We're going to a lot ally ourselves with extremist groups to prove we're good people. <laughs> I I don't I don't know if in general they're necessarily extremist groups. I think Emile's group has gone off the rails <laughs> a bit. Uh, I'm not saying that they're necessarily extremists, but I do think the like first book was like the media thinks we're extremists. Yeah. Yes, yes, the media yeah. So so it is an interesting take for her presidential campaign Are interesting to be doing this. Stupid. It's it's a it's an interesting take. <laughs> uh, it's a way for the plots to converge. Yeah, it, yeah, it is a way for them to like get in with the senator. I keep saying senator with the congresswoman and her running mate kind of Things are not going well, and you and know things what? aren't even going anywhere. We we still haven't gone anywhere. This is when I started to wonder if Brighton was going to have some kind of like Deadpool, as in because Deadpool, you know, has like all of the cancer. Yes, I, he he is terribly terribly sick, but he also uh, can regenerate and and heal from from anything. So then that's what I thought was going to happen with Brighton was that, you know, he's going to forever be dying of blood poisoning, but he won't ever actually like fully die. He'll be able to regenerate mm-hmm. from any harm that happens to him. That prediction did not happen. Oh no. I was I felt really smart about that prediction. I thought that was good <laughs> since I know that Adam Silvera likes the X-Men. Yeah, I, so, I thought it was really I thought it was good. It was better than my prediction that he was going to fall in love with Ava, who was apparently dating Iris. <laughs> <laughs> Which I knew in the first book, but I forgot. Let me cross that one out. <laughs> I, I, I was giving Brighton a lot of 
I was not, I wasn't rooting for him personally, but I was like, I think this book will redeem him. That's that's the thing. When I realized that he wasn't instantly a bad guy at the beginning of the book, like I thought he might be. Which would have been interesting and fun. uh, Yeah, I don't know. Then I thought, okay, maybe we're going to see him humbled by... His depression. Well, by his, like, near-death experience. Because that was his whole thing, was that he does not want to die. He does not want to ever die. He, He... And so then for him to go through this experience, I thought was going to be very humbling for him. And it was not, but whatever. And finally, 130 pages in, he's like, let's get out of the hospital. I don't want to die in a hospital. (laughs) I can't believe they're still in the hospital. They they are still in a hospital. But you know what? Finally, they decide, like, not going to do this. Don't want to do this anymore. And we go back to Maribel, who has been, like flying around and doing things. I don't know. She's been kind of trying to, like, test out her uh, powers, and and she notices um, a phoenix with a rider. And then that's where we, like, leave her. So, okay. so things are happening with Maribel. She is going to end up meeting this phoenix and their rider. Later on. One of my predictions was long detailed descriptions of phoenixes. Um, We do get a lot of phoenixes in this book because they do go to like... They go on a phoenix quest? They don't go on a phoenix quest, but they do go to like a phoenix like sanctuary, I guess. Okay. So so you get to see a lot of those. I'm going to put the check for that one (laughs) because I knew Adam Silvera had a lot of criticism last for his last book about world building. So I thought that there would be a very noticeable amount of mm. world building in this book. And that's why I made that prediction. Okay. And I considered a successful one. Mm, nice, nice, <laughs> nice, nice. That's a one for me. There you go. So they're out of the hospital and they make it to um, Ruth and Wesley's house. They have a house a la, like, Hawkeye in Age of Ultron. Like, this is supposed to be our safe house. Nobody's supposed to know about it. Please, please don't let anybody learn about this place. Like, that's all we're asking you. You can stay here. We feel like we have to offer this to you because, like, you're dying. But, and also we're friends, I guess. I don't know. But we're going to take care of you. It's the right thing to do. We can't be in that hospital anymore. And we can't be in that hospital anymore. We're almost 150 pages into this book. We need to get out of a hospital. (laughs) (laughs) I I should have just written a hospital as a prediction and I would have gotten half the book right. You could (laughs) have. But I didn't. You could have. And we get more with Ness and we find out that they're going to go on this whole like propaganda campaign where he is going to turn into... um, various people and talk about how uh the powered people have ruined his or hers or whichever person he transforms into how how they have ruined their lives yeah and so they come up with they have like a script writer and (laughs) and he's just up in the attic like creating these videos that they're going to you know release into the world and nobody's going to verify these videos type of deal you know just once it goes out there people are going to believe it and then there's not much you can do about it so and he finds out 
I think this is when he finds out that the constellation, because constellations are really big, and like when you're born under a constellation, you tend to get that power what? type of thing. And when he got his shifter blood, he did it under like the shifter constellation type of thing. What? And yes, and you're he, making this up. <laughs> no, I don't think I am. And <laughs> I could be. <laughs> and he finds out that. Uh, Luna is going to do this to another person. So, like, Luna and the senator, and I think, like, June, all of them are out, and so he's led... Finding a person? (laughs) Out changing a person so that they'll have the same powers that Ness has. And meanwhile, they stick him into the panic room, which is where they're keeping uh, Ava and Ma. And... And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes. So so this is where he gets to have a conversation with uh, with Ava and uh, with Ma. And so he, he gets to learn a little bit more about them. And uh, he gets to learn a little bit more about um, Ava and her feelings for Iris. And so then after hearing the this lovely story of how... I, I shouldn't have said it this. It's truly a lovely story about Ava <laughs> and Iris and, and their love. And, and and how they met and, and fell in love and all this. It's very, very sweet. And then Ma turns to Ness and is like, do you feel this way about my son? <laughs> <laughs> Which is no. so out of left field. Did so she even know that they knew each other? She definitely did because she was there at the compound when Ness was a prisoner. So she definitely knows that they've like interacted with each other. Yeah, this is bad. Okay, it's not... Okay, ugh, this book... This book made me not ship Ness and Emile anymore. Ooh. Ooh. I don't ship... I don't think I ship them anymore. Good. I don't think I do. Uh, and, And he's just like... You know, he makes me feel warm. You know, doesn't say love or anything. Doesn't go that far. Uh, you know, I only ate his pancakes. And that's basically all we <laughs> I did. treated his wounds with my eyes closed. Oh my god, that was the dumbest scene. I thought it was very sweet. I thought it was very, very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I won't... I will bring up the same scene happened in Lost Girls of Paris. You didn't think it was sweet then. You thought it was dumb. <laughs> okay, but that's because her wounds were not wounds. They were caused by a piece of tape. That it's is true. true. <laughs> he had actual slices and had been tortured. Well, that's why it was dumb that the healing girl, Ava, didn't heal him. And that he was just like walking around with bleeding. It, it, remember, though, it was the Infinity Ender Blade. So it's one of those things where it's like a magical blade. Did it to him. There's not much. He 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 should be able to heal from it. There's not much that anybody can really do about it. Anyway, Vanessa can mop up the blood or whatever he did. Yeah, and so we go back to Brighton, and so Prudencia has kind of been avoiding him through a lot of this book. Uh, Has you know. 
everybody keeps bringing up to her and to Brighton that like y'all like each other why aren't you doing anything with each other because you like each other and so Brighton kind of finally talks to her about this and is like hey you know we never got our timing right and I know now the timing is kind of bad also because I'm dying Mm -hmm. but you know I mean this is how I feel you know like (laughs) respond and she doesn't and so he goes back into his room and then she comes into his room and then everything goes black not really. No, we just don't get to what see you, them have sex. What do you? Oh, what? <laughs> they have sex. Why? Because they're horny teenagers. Because they're horny teenagers. I mean, is she? I. I mean, she comes in. She sounds very hot. I mean, she. <laughs> she uses her telekinesis to close the door and like lock it while she's already over uh, him on the bed and I mean they have a good night they have a good night I'm I'm good for Brighton he's gotten one of the things if he can't get immortality at least he has finally made time uh, to be with Prudencia I guess I shouldn't be upset because my prediction was Prudencia does about as much as book one stays with Brighton the whole time maybe falls back in love with him for no reason so yeah, <laughs> I mean, kind of half point. <laughs> kind of underline the falls back in love with no for no reason until Brighton ruins mm. it. I should have said that until Brighton ruins yeah. it again. <laughs> yeah. Well, circling back to Maribel, so she's been on her mission because I, I I haven't said this, but she's been on her mission one to grieve Atlas, two to find Luna and June. Yes. Mainly June, because I think at this point they think Luna is dead. But to find June and kill June, because she also has a fancy dagger now. Um, Maribel does. Maribel does. And she's going to use the Oblivion dagger? I don't remember. She's going to use a dagger to kill June. But she needs to find her. So she's finally found, like, this penthouse place where they should be. And uh, she's breaks in and is looking all around and then that girl with the phoenix comes and they battle and it's a pretty good battle and then it's one of those things where they reach like a draw and realize like acolytes are coming into the penthouse we need to get out of here like I can help you. I have some knowledge of what's going Mm -hmm. on here. You can help me type of thing. Um, The Phoenix girl has very much been tracking Maribel, though, because Maribel has Phoenix powers, and uh, she is part of a group of people uh, called the Halo Knights. Because they play Halo? Oh, gosh, if only. Uh, (laughs) And uh, she's part of the Halo Knights who are a society that work to protect the phoenixes at all costs. So so she drugs Maribel, but then also, like, it's, agrees. I thought they were, like, on good terms. Okay, I, I, I may have misphrased that. She drugged her, and then they made the pact to be like, Okay. I can tell you about Emil. I can tell you about Brighton. I can tell you all about all of these Phoenix people powers. But you gotta get me out of here. 
but she was already drugged. Anyway, so they go off. They're doing their own thing now. Okay, fine. I'll accept it. <laughs> <laughs> and and we go back to, to Brighton, and he is not not feeling well. Not feeling well. You know, he he just had, like, a really great night with Prudencia, and now he's he's burning up and he tells Emil he says Emil this is it bro I'm dying and, and everybody everybody in the house is in that room anyway he's burning he's burning he's burning and then he bursts into flames cause guess what y'all he got his powers or at least he got the phoenix powers and then he like tries to move and he moves really quick which is like a hydra power I guess and <laughs> And so now he has two of the three powers. Doesn't have his ghost powers yet, but he's got two of the three powers. And he's like, yeah. And then he's all fine. He's no longer dying. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's unpack those four men. I I did skip a little bit. Like, his arm that had been bitten and poisoned, that's where the fire started. It burned off the poisoned dead arm, because that arm was basically dead. Yeah. It burned that off, and then he regrew a new arm. So that was also Hydra power. That's Hydra power. But so was the running. (laughs) You sure that's not a ghost power? Like, a ghost could be fast. No, they definitely said that was a Hydra power. They were like, oh. And that he hadn't gotten any ghost powers yet. So he's fine now. His dead poison arm, gone. He's got Hydra powers, and he's got phoenix powers and he is happy he has not learned a thing he has now got everything almost everything that he wants he just needs to unlock those ghost powers but you know what it's time for him to have his own training montage he is ready for what we don't even know what the main goal in the book is because they're not going on a quest for silly ingredients now i have to cross that one out Oh, I thought that was for sure. And you almost said it was, but but then Emil gave up real quick. <laughs> Emma, don't you don't need to completely cross it off. At some oh, point they oh, do. <laughs> oh, underline it. At one point they do start to search for silly ingredients some silly ingredients on a phoenix nature quest on a phoenix nature quest yes so now we've got brighton being completely insufferable because he has powers and so he he wants he wants training and yeah is nobody concerned about the kidnapped people okay so that is in the background for a very long time where both Emil and Brighton kind of bring up like, I guess mainly Brighton is the one who's like, I got to train so I can rescue our mother. Okay, fair point. And, and, and Emil's like, I got to give up. Yeah, Emil is not feeling. He's Has he's, he done anything in this book? He's been feeling down and feeling down. All right, come on. We're not even like halfway through this book yet. I'm sorry. Okay. So there's so, got to be things that don't matter, you know, like everything you just told me. <laughs> so yeah, we get the we get the training uh, sequence with Brighton, and then we get him filming. He films all of it. He edits it together. He shows off his amazing film to everybody. Him and Prudencia are doing great. You know, they're together. She's like training alongside him and is showing how powerful she is um, and doing things. They end up doing a um, 
live like on Instagram with his <laughs> followers where he reveals, hey y'all, I am the infinity savior here with my boy, the infinity son. <laughs> and, and <laughs> it's frustrating because Brighton very much seems to be encouraging like, yes, I drank this potion, I got these powers, everything is going great for me. And I thought like, no, we don't want to encourage more people to kill the magical creatures to get the blood to turn themselves into magical creatures. Yes, that did seem to be what they were fighting against. But now that seems, it, it just seems like he's honestly going to help recruit people to Luna's side by showing how amazing it is. But, ugh, anyway. Marybelle is with, is with Tala the Halo Knight and basically tells everything about Batista and Emile and herself, I believe. <laughs> I think she tells everything. So then this is where they then meet up because Maribel sets up a meeting between the Halo Knight and Emil and Brighton. And <laughs> so then they're all together and then we get a lovely British dude. The one from the first book? Okay, that's what I thought at first, but then I remembered he was very much against Phoenixes. But that could have been like a front for something. It could have been, but it's not the same British dude. Okay. His name is Wyatt. And okay. I love him with my whole heart and soul. Okay. He's amazing. He's very sweet and very flirtatious and is instantly flirting with a meal and Okay. <laughs> is he a musician? He Oh no. Um I thought this was an easy question. I don't think he he's he's another Halo Knight. He he has his own Phoenix. He does a lot of research. Uh, okay. He, he, I, I think he's also like an agent. So, you know, he's done things. He's, he's fought and worked to save other phoenixes. I don't know if it ever says that he is musical in any way. Because this is my prediction out of left field. I said, Emil gets musician love interest. Okay. So if we like put musician in parentheses there <laughs> then you're part right <laughs> i it just came to me and i was like this because i was like what's adam silvera into he's probably into musicians mm. what what kind of guy does he want to fall in love with him a musician interesting i should have known british researcher british researcher with rock hard abs that's just silly because, you know, he's fighting to save those phoenixes. <laughs> oh, my God. He's so gorgeous. Bad. He's gorgeous. And, of course, he's in love with my self-insert character. He's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. And then we're, we're back to Ness and the propaganda thing. So, so now he is being forced to impersonate. This was the other reason, I guess, they kidnapped Ava and Ma was so that he could impersonate them in an interview um, to basically be like, yeah, you know what? We really need to stop what we're does, doing. Does he play both parts in the interview? He does. He, he does? 
Okay. So, wait, no, 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 no. I misunderstood what you were saying. I'm no, sorry. I wanted you the interviewer. No, I misunderstood what you were no. saying. No, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. They get, they get, of course, this like Fox News esque like anchor, like conspiracy theorist dude. Well, I feel like somebody like that was mentioned in book one. But and I don't know. probably uh, they get him to come in and so you know they bring him into the room and Ness is turned into one of them yeah. and then they take him out of the room so that Ness can turn into the other one because he's not in on that plot um, he's not he doesn't know that much and no I wanted <laughs> Ness to be the interview to do the entire that would be fun it'd be so dumb that would be fun it'd be so dumb that would be very interesting That's what i wanted sure. to happen um and and yeah we're we're basically leading up to that the senator is going to want ness to impersonate sunstar we are we are getting closer we're getting closer to a debate and and that is what they are going to do. Uh, we get a lot of Emil uh, enjoying uh, the sanctuary that they have gone to with the Halo Knights, where all of the phoenixes are. We get a lot of um, flirting between uh, him and Wyatt, mainly Wyatt toward him. Uh, it's very very sweet. I love it. I'm excited about it. I think they should be together forever. And. I'm putting a check mark next to uh, Phoenix Nature Quest. <laughs> Neil goes on Phoenix Nature Quest, and <laughs> and so yeah, we get we get more of them, you know, uh, talking about we still got we, we we still have to rescue our mom. <laughs> Eventually, we still need to rescue Ava. We we don't. The thing is, they don't know where they are. And, but they well, also haven't looked for them. I was about to say, they haven't done any looking. Now, I will say Iris and Wesley and Ruth have been searching, mainly Iris. And and so they, they're they in the, the, you know, sanctuary. And with all of this talking between Emil and Wyatt, you know, they start to think like, hey, circle back to that binding potion, you know, the power binding potion. We uncross can't, it from your prediction uncross list. Uncross it from your prediction list. We can't read the ingredient list because they used different names for the ingredients to kind of like encrypt it. But you know what? We're going to find a way to figure out what those words are. And because we've got you three people who are have all this Phoenix blood, you know what? Phoenixes can go back through their past lives, like they can like meditate and see what happened in their past lives. If you had Batista as a past life, you can meditate and go back and see the 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 his past you can see his life and you can possibly learn the ingredients and maribel because uh she's your mom uh the alchemist who helped with um the ingredients mm -hmm. you can also regress you can go back and you can see what happened from her perspective and brighton you know what you're not related to anybody but i guess you could go back and see your dad if you want like you're not there's not really anything oh no no wait you can go and see your mom, and if you see your mom, sorry, she's dead. But if you don't see your mom, then haha, -ha, she's alive. <laughs> so that's how they're gonna know <laughs> if their mother is alive or not. 
Okay. I might cut this out because it's going to be so random. <laughs> okay. There is a terrible movie. Okay. I watched a review of this terrible movie. Unfortunately, this was a red letter media video, and unfortunately, I don't think it exists anymore because it's taken down for copyright. Oh no. By the person who made the terrible movie. <laughs> it's a movie called. Oh boy, what is it called? It's called like. It's like White Cobra versus Diamond Fox. What? Or Diamond Diamond Cobra versus White Fox. It doesn't matter. In that movie, they're like, okay, okay, I'm gonna keep it together for this story that I'm gonna cut out. Yes, please. In the movie, they're like, <laughs> you can do it. I want to okay, know. Okay. These two girls, they're like, hey, my grandma told me a story that if we make dinner backwards, if we make dinner backwards, we'll see our true love. He'll come through the door unless we see a coffin. That means our true love is dead. You can see her dead or alive. That's oh I, I imagine the coffin coming through the door. <laughs> and nobody's gonna have any context for what I'm talking about. But it's just so funny oh my that I had to share it with you. That's delightful. <laughs> That's delightful. Nice. <laughs> Sorry to get this off track. No. I don't think I'm gonna be able to recover from that. It's okay. It's okay. We can we can continue. It'll be good. They made dinner backwards, man. <laughs> Come keep, on, Emma. Keep let's, talking. Let's let's get back to Maribel. So one thing that I didn't mention with uh, Tala, the Halo Knight, is that her big motivation is revenge as well. So All right. her her parents were the Halo Knights that were killed the same day that Atlas was killed. Oh, so yeah. the one where June also possessed the one parent. Anyway, they ended up like killing each other basically. Yeah, we did know about the Halo Knights before. So this. so we knew we knew about the Halo Knights before. I, I like the relationship between Maribel and uh, Tala. Yeah, so I don't think my prediction is correct. I said that Maribel Revenge Quest that half is correct. Yes. Unrelated to the main plot until the very end when she messes everything up. <laughs> that might still happen. Yeah, don't cross anything out I'm not, yet. I'm, I, knew, I know now not to cross things out. I, I do like Emil, with his time here with the Halo Knights, we really start to get to like what Emil kind of wants because even in book one, he was thrown into this chosen one thing and he did not want to be that. He did not want the Phoenix powers. He yeah. still does not want any of that. This is not what he wants. And he's working on getting rid of these powers. That is his goal for this this book and and for I think all of the books is, you know, figure out the power binding potion, get rid of these powers so he doesn't have to have them anymore. Mm -hmm. He just does not want that responsibility. But what he does love is he loves the phoenixes. And yes. he is realizing that what the Halo Knights are doing is what he wishes that he could do. He he feels like he has found a place for himself and and that this is a place that he could belong. 
and maybe not necessarily do what uh, Tala and um, uh, Wyatt do, you know, being out in the field Mm -hmm. and rescuing phoenixes in in that way, but, you know, just, like, the care of them and and working to protect them in his own way is is something that he's seriously considering throughout this book, and I think that is a very interesting storyline. I am very intrigued about where this could go with him so anyway, so yeah, so we get to them, you know, deciding that, okay, we're going to kind of go back in time. We're going to see, okay, this is Wyatt, this is why I love Wyatt, you know, he he has, he comes up with this idea, he's the one who has all the knowledge about, we can, we can time travel by meditating and going to your past lives, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and there's one point where he shakes a book in the air and he says, my moment has come! <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's like a really stupid thing to point out, but that's why I love him. That just encompasses him. Okay. And that's why I love him. So, we go to Ness next. With Ness, not much is going on except uh, Luna is kind of talking to him again and being like, hey, come back to my side. Things are great over here. And he's like, I'm already on your side. It's, I I don't know. I There's, how much more on your side do you want me to be? Well, that's the thing. I, I, I think she's just kind of making it clear that, you know, she's not necessarily fully on the senator's side, yeah. I guess. I don't, she has her own agenda going on, and she kind of wants to get Ness back. Well, then, yes, we we managed to kind of go back. Uh, Maribel manages to kind of get into her mother's uh, past, uh, get into her mother's life. Emil kind of manages to get into Batista's. Brighton manages nothing. He doesn't even see a coffin. He, he doesn't see a coffin. He didn't make dinner backwards. He, he doesn't. He doesn't see his mom. He he doesn't even like not not see his mom. Like he just doesn't get any feeling whatsoever. And then you see Maribel and Emil, and they're both like convulsing and you know nosebleed, like painful screaming, and and Brighton's just like, of course he he was thinking to himself, I'm gonna be the best at this. Okay, but it sounds like they didn't even know, like, if he could do this or not. I mean, he's got new powers nobody's really ever had before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get a lot more cute stuff with Wyatt and Emil. Um, they are being adorable. And, you know, after they've rested up, they they try again. Maribel and Emil. Brighton doesn't need to try because... I think I, I I also think maybe at this point is when they see the interview, so they know Ma is alive. So there's also not really a need for him to try and see if he can see Ma. Okay, yeah. So I think this is when we. So I think that's probably how he at least reconciles it with himself. It's like, yeah, no, I don't need to try again because I already know she's alive. It's not that I can't do it; it's that I don't need to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Why waste the energy? And. Uh, so we we see Batista and uh, Sarah, I think. Uh, we see Batista and we see Sarah on their final day. So we 
a C. Batista. Um, there's an index card that was not in the journal. There's an index card that has the actual names of the ingredients. So Emil is just like standing over the index card, trying furiously to memorize what the actual ingredients are. Mm-hmm. So that's what he's seeing. But meanwhile, you know, Batista uh, gives this potion to this person. It actually works. The person doesn't have their power. Like their powers are uh, the power binding works. So we know that this iteration, this potion is the one that works. Have you told me what the power binding potion does? Is that... I think it just stops you from being able to use your powers. I I don't know if it necessarily cleans your blood, like, of the creature blood, Uh but... It, it stops you from being able to access them at the very least. Okay. Okay. So, you know, he goes home to Sarah and their baby Maribel and is like, we've done it. We've done it. Sarah has her psychic abilities, sees the future, sees that they're about to die, is like, oh, no, we need to take Maribel to who are going to end up being her parents leave her with them we need to you know get moving because she's coming she's coming uh my mother's coming guess what her mother is luna why didn't i think of that why didn't you think of that i because i didn't because it's so dumb i mean that's why (laughs) so luna is maribel's grandmother wow this person who has caused all of the pain in her life all of the pain killed her adopted parents, her, who she, like, her, her parents, killed her parents, um, killed all of her parents, her biological and her, or the people who raised her. Luna has killed them all. And uh, they both snap out of it and they're able to be like, we have the ingredients. Emil has the ingredients. Maribel doesn't really, but that's okay. Because Emil has them and they know that this potion will work. They can more or less easily get the ingredients. Emil is not the one who goes to get the ingredients. Maribel and Tala are the ones who go to get the ingredients. Okay. Because Emil's got to do nothing in the whole book. <laughs> kind of. I should have written, Emil does nothing in the whole book. Emil has a lot of cute scenes with Wyatt, is what he does I should have focused more on the musician love interest. You should have. Crossed out musician, but I was like, if I, if I don't put in musician, and he's a musician. So, so yeah, I'm going to skip the, like, collection of ingredients that Maribel and Tala do. Um, oh my God. We are starting to see the videos that Ness had, you know, created the propaganda yep. uh, to, you know, stir up trouble. That's happening. And Brighton is continuing to be Brighton. But he is also making a good point that, you know, we know kind of where Ma is. We know that she's, like, somewhere connected to the senator. Yeah. Um, shouldn't we go rescue her? Shouldn't we indeed. Shouldn't we? And then we get to the debate, and Ness takes the form of uh, Congresswoman Sunstar and says all sorts of ridiculous, awful things, but... Did they kidnap Sunstar? So or? they, yeah, they, um, you know, put people with her family oh. and threatened her daughter and husband and, you know... This is just like Iron Man 3. 
Yes. When they want to make the vice president the president. Yes. <laughs> I forgot that was the plot. That was the plot of the movie. The vice president had a disabled daughter. Yes. And for some reason, that was leverage to get him to help to try and kill the president. Okay. I forgot about that. Because <laughs> that movie's awful. Yeah. I, oh gosh. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. But okay, so here's the thing. Um, what Ness does as Sunstar is he ends his speech talking about fireflies, which was his name for a meal. So a meal is watching this debate and is thinking to himself, what in the world is Sunstar doing? What in the world is she doing? She's going to lose the election. Why is she saying all of these ridiculous things? And then oh, Firefly, oh, it's Ness. And oh, and he had already like kind of been like having a thing with Wyatt. They had they don't have labels, but they're basically together and they share pancakes. Uh, they shared a bed. Whoa! They shared like, a sleeping bag in the, sleeping in the bag? library. There's no room in a sleeping bag. They shared it, though, in the library. And they've ridden on his phoenix together, and they kissed on the phoenix. Oh, this is and, like Aladdin. Oh, Emma, it's gorgeous is it's what it is. It's a whole new world. It's gorgeous, and I love them so much. And this is why I don't care about Ness anymore, because Wyatt is putting in the work... Wyatt has never murdered anyone. Has never murdered. No, he has. Um, <laughs> Way to leave that detail out. I, he he talked about you know how he's had to do some things to save phoenixes and I super murder poachers. And yeah, basically, basically. It's fine though. It's fine though. <laughs> yeah. It's fine though. Anyway, they storm the senator's house. Okay. Uh, because the debate has just finished. They've gotten their signal from Ness. They're like, okay, we need to do this. We need to storm the senator's house. They storm the senator's house, uh, and Brighton's ghost powers finally manifest. Oh, good. So he is able to phase through things. But the weird thing is, while he is phasing... He cannot breathe at all. So, like, everybody else, he can phase other people through, like, walls and whatnot, mm -hmm. and they're perfectly fine. They're not gasping for breath or anything. But he, while he is in that, he's, like, suffocating. Mm -hmm. So so that's where I'm thinking, you know, there was that, that concern about the ghost blood not being a relative's mm -hmm. of his. So that seems, so far, that's the only hiccup in his powers. Yeah. But they do, they rescue Ava, they rescue Ma, um, they they get out of there, Brighton's feeling great about himself, he got to show everybody how amazing, he's like, I single-handedly did this, he did not, but he's like, I single-handedly did, did this. But he did a lot. Prudencia did a lot of the getting them in there, she did a lot of the stuff. They they get away. Uh, Ness and the senator get back, and of course the senator is not happy about what has happened, and realizes that he sent some kind of code, mm -hmm. uh, and is you know Luna is also there, and she's going to talk to the senator, and 
Ness is very concerned that, oh no, Luna's going to reveal that the secrets about Emil, about how he um, is the reincarnated form of Batista, but also like the bad dude before Batista. So, oops a daisy on that. They're brewing up the potion now because they have the ingredients. That didn't take long at all. They got the ingredients. They're brewing up the potion. Emil has been tending it. It's, you know, like, like a week or so I I forget how long exactly it's more than a day uh that they have been working on this and that they have to you know tend to it and he's doing all of that and Brighton of course is watching all of this and is like you know what he probably misremembered the ingredients that does not look right I don't think it's going to work he's going to have to go back and revisit that like past life again to get it right because that is definitely not right um because of course we all know that brighton is not going to drink the potion Uh, (laughs) even though that's all that emil wants that's all that he wants so we go back to ness and uh the senator's house you know has been broken into so they're Mm -hmm. like okay PR event, okay? We're going to tell the people uh, that the Spellwalkers, you know, they they attacked us and they killed, they killed all these guards. And then, yes. like, oops, no, it was the senator who just killed those guards because he needed bodies to be like, look what they did. Uh, <laughs> and he's like, you couldn't protect my house. You're dead now. Goodbye. I'm going to use your bodies to promote myself and get the presidency. And um, so then to throw things off even more, though, he says, Ness, my boy, my son, you're going to go out there and give this speech. I have written it for you. It's right here in my handwriting. Take this with you. Go out there. Give this speech to let everybody know that it was the Spellwalkers with my face on. Like, just do this as me. Why? Do this as me. Why not just do it himself? Okay. So, <laughs> Ness goes out there. He's standing at the podium. And, and he's like, I, I can't keep doing this anymore. I can't keep doing this anymore. And so, he breaks. He, oh, and this is where he was stupid. He ripped up the speech before he said anything. He, he ripped up the speech And then he started to say, you're all being lied to. The blackout was orchestrated by, and then he gets shot by a wand spell thing. Damn it. I thought there would be no wands in this book. And so he, his stomach, he is bleeding. Things are not good. And Emil is pissed because, of course, they're watching the news. And Well, why didn't the senator just give the speech himself? Because the senator wanted Ness to be killed. What? He orchestrated the entire thing. Why didn't he just kill him in the back room? Because now it looks like there was an assassination attempt on his life. Now it looks like his son, who has become a shifter, tried to do something. Like, he he now, the senator, has, like, bruises and stuff on his face. And so now he can be like, look, everyone, I'm so tough on things that I'm going to throw my son, who I thought was dead, into prison to prove how much I am going to stand for the people against these things. Because I'm even willing to put my son 
in prison for this. So he orchestrated the whole thing to, again, make himself look amazing. He had amazing foresight uh, into everything. So, yeah, of course, Emil is very, very, very upset. I'm also upset. Um, He uh, now thinks that Ness is dead again. Um, Wyatt's just, like, sitting there, like, comfort, comfort, comfort. But also, you know what? Maybe this is a good thing. Stay with me. You know, he did kill a lot of people. (laughs) Stay with me. So Ness is taken to the prison, and, you know, he's... He's not as dying as he seemed to be before, but you know what? He's he's still not great, and he's he's being stuck into a prison cell. Okay, um, we're gonna stop here for a little prediction. Okay, let's. I'm I'm gonna give some points for this. Maybe we'll see. Okay, so I I knew that Ness would, Ness would be working for the senator, and I said gets caught in attempt to betray the senator, mm-hmm. gets tortured for no reason. Ends up in magic jail. Yeah. And that's I can, pretty good. I considered it the injury, the torture. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that one was pretty pretty spot on. My mm-hmm. Ness predictions were mostly correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's okay, so then we've got Ma comforting a meal. Uh, and or I don't know. Anyway, he told me he loved you. Well, no. Okay. Okay. Oh gosh. <laughs> so this is you know they've they're they're all like taking turns like sitting outside Emil's bedroom where he's being like he's upset obviously because I guess the love of his life was just killed. Whatever. It, it, it's a thing where he he doesn't even use the word love with him. He keeps just saying like. We could have had something. We could. We we didn't get a chance to explore this thing. I want that chance to explore. But also, I've got Wyatt now, and Wyatt is amazing, and he has amazing abs, and he's beautiful, and he's British. Like, and might be a musician. <laughs> he might be a musician. He is everything I could possibly want, and I've spent possibly more time with him than I ever did Ness. But whatever and so then yeah they're outside and and Wyatt is like oh man like he must have like they must have really uh, or Emil must have really cared for him like I did not realize how much mm-hmm. he cared about this man that he had never actually dated but okay and that's when Ma does say he cared about Emil too he said Emil made him feel warm <laughs> like Ma <laughs> Ma none of this is important um, none of this book is important <laughs> It's a lot of nothing. Uh, <laughs> and so then, I, I don't know. I'm going to skip some bit. But anyway, they find, out, they find out that Ness is alive. So they're going to... Oh, that was fast. They're going to stage a rescue. They, they are... They're going to stage a rescue. Ness, meanwhile, in the prison, has found out either through the loudspeaker or through the warden. I can't remember which or both. Uh, but basically, uh, the prison likes to do this thing where they open up all the cells and let the prisoners kind of, like, take care of the population that way. Like, free-for-all, okay. you yeah, know, sure. battle royale, kill each other. <laughs> and and today, there is um, the senator's son, who is a shapeshifter. Whoever kills him gets three hours of like sunlight i guess i it was a very small amount which i guess was to emphasize like how they really don't need a lot 
a lot like, of incentive. A lot of incentive. They don't need a lot of incentive, and also they get nothing. And for celestials and all of these magical, like they need to be outside. They need the starlight and whatever uh, to power themselves. I guess <laughs> they do. I, I don't know. I don't understand. I'm so sorry. And <laughs> you shouldn't apologize. Nobody told you. <laughs> so. So they make it to the prison, and uh, they do a good job of breaking in. You know, we've got the full team. We've got Wyatt, uh, Maribel. Uh, we've got uh, Brighton, uh, Emil, Tala. But they get in, and they get in right as the prisoners are also being released or whatever. So now mm-hmm. it's a free-for-all thing. So, you know, Ness is doing his thing of changing into various prisoners. But, you know, he's limping around because he's got the spell shot, wand, wound in his stomach. And um, Emil has the bright idea of, I'm going to bring him to me by creating a fire with my phoenix fire. Like, that's going to call him to me. Okay. Uh, and... And you know what? I mean, it kind of works. Emil, uh, Ness eventually, like, stumbles into him. Stanton, the basilisk dude, is also in the prison. Um, oh, my goodness. And, and so because he can, you know, like, smell and track things, he's tracking. Uh, he's tracking Ness. So he comes, uh, Ness and and Wyatt and Emil, they're, they're all there together. Brighton comes at some point. Stanton is there, like, beating everybody up. Um, Stanton and uh, Brighton end up getting into this big, big fight. And then uh, Brighton uses his powers, his ghost powers, to reach into Stanton's chest, grab his heart, pull out his heart, and then he smiles. <laughs> and Emil is terrified. He's yes. terrified. He, I think, gosh, was Prudencia there too? I think Prudencia also saw it. The chapter is literally called The Smile. Um, uh, <laughs> it was so important that you uh, know. It, it's, it's, not, it's not good. Meanwhile, Maribel and Tala have gone to look for... For Luna. Okay. Luna at some point was put in the prison as well. What? Yes. Okay. Not June? No, it was definitely Luna. Okay. The grandma. Yes, the grandma. And so that's, you know, they have their confrontation of, you know what? You're my grandma, but you've also killed literally all of the parents I've ever had. Anyway, they get to talking. Four for four. (laughs) They get to talking, and we don't really know what happens with Tala and Maribel and Luna by the end of this book. We just know that uh, Brighton and the rest of the crew and Emil and Wyatt, Wyatt did not want to leave, like, Tala, his other, like, Halo Knight, Mm -hmm. but you know what? They did... He regrets it. He's he's like, why did I do this for Ness? Basically, I mm-hmm. I left my my person behind. But okay, fine, whatever. I I guess you care about him. But also, can you consider my feelings? Yeah. Type of thing. They do have a moment where he's like, I did a lot for you tonight for that man, and. I feel like we have a really good thing going. Please don't just forget about me now that you have this shape-shifting man back. And, ugh. But yeah, and then we have Ness and Emil. They have a moment, and I guess they're willing to explore things. It's very unclear. Uh It's unclear what 
a meal is going to do. I just, I don't think a love triangle is necessary at all. And... But I predicted it. And I just wish it's... I just wish we could have left it with Ness and Emil have a good friend connection. I wish we could have just left it at that. But it it just feels like their relationship is the end game and that it's being forced on us. Ugh. Oh, at some point we learned that the senator is the one who went to get the shape-shifting powers um, that night when they shoved well, he's the person Ness. they found. He's the person they found, and so he has shape-shifting powers now, and he's, you know, not as good as Ness, but he's getting there. He's, he's working on it. Anyway, so, oh gosh, Emil... And Prudencia and everybody, they're very concerned about Brighton and the fact that he murdered Stanton. Now, Stanton was not a good dude. Stanton had killed a lot of people, but Brighton just ripped that heart out and smiled and smiled and smiled. He was thrilled. He was feeling powerful. He was happy. He enjoyed every moment of it. And everybody is very concerned because that is not good. Yes. And so Brighton, no, so Emil is making sure to finish the potion. Um, Emil and and Ness, you know, kind of chat about the potion and they have enough for, I think, like six doses currently. Uh, But the thing is you need, you need blood from the person. Uh, That's the final ingredient is you need to mix the blood of the person into the potion and then have them drink it. So then we get a scene where uh, Emil goes to talk to Brighton and is like, bro, this, it's, it's really not good. I really think that, you know, you should, you should drink the potion. I think you should drink the potion. And yep. Anyway, they end up getting into a fight and Brighton is just pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding and pounding on uh, Emil. Mm-hmm. And then we find out, uh, also, sorry, at one point, Emil um, takes out a knife and slices slices off a part of um, the skin of Brighton's forearm and is, like, walking around with that flap of skin. It's really gross. Uh, anyway, he's pummeling and pummeling and pummeling Emil, and then we look up, and there's Emil and Prudencia and Wyatt staring at him, beating up Emil because it wasn't Emil, it was Ness. And Ness is like, I'm sorry, Emil, but I needed to show you that this is who your brother is type of thing. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And and Emil... (laughs) Emil is also like, he honestly thought that was me and he was trying to kill me. Yeah. Like, Brighton, you're not okay. Why are you doing this? You can't do this. You need to take the potion. So then we have Brighton and Emil, Phoenix versus Phoenix, fighting each other. And Ness, you know, takes the flap of skin and waves it around, and squeezes the blood into the potion and, and you know, mix, is mixing it up. That's not how skin works. Is mi- it's not. Is mixing it up. <laughs> 
is mixing it up while Emil is having this fight. And um, then Emil, you know, gets the potion and he's trying, they're basically trying to force it onto uh, Brighton. But then Brighton um, like phases through and like tries to force it into Emil instead. And so now Emil has like the potion, even though it has Brighton's blood, Brighton's like, maybe it'll work because yeah, let's continue to play fast and loose with the blood rules. This is just um, like the last and so, book. So he he's he's shoving it into into his mouth. But like Prudencia is there and she's using her powers to to like knock it away. And I don't think Emil ended up actually swallowing any of it. But, you know, he's there, he's hacking and coughing and and Brighton, you know, is looking around and sees everybody, you know, staring at him and, and he gets out of there. He gets out of there. And the first thing he does, he gets on his phone and he gets onto Instagram and tells everybody like what has happened and that, you know, he's in the right and that Oh, he he tells the world. It doesn't end up being the senator who is the one who tells the world. It ends up being Brighton who tells the world that oh yeah, my brother Emil, he is re- he is able to resurrect himself. He was Batista and before that, he was that other dude who was also not great or whatever. I can't remember his name, but anyway, there you go world like that's all the secrets I have. Now, stay tuned for more next time. And yeah, that's how it ends. He gets out of there and and the last line is my brother's past lives will be the death of him. Yeah, he he, he calls himself the Infinity Reaper um, and that he's going to protect everybody and, and he's going to do it by being the Infinity Reaper and that his brother cannot do any of that and that he's going to be amazing and beautiful and powerful and look out world here comes the infinity reaper all right and now i'm going to tell you how i ended the book and i got really excited because the book was at a place that i kind of predicted so i let's see i wrote that emil gets captured and and the book ends with him and ness in magic jail Hmm. And so when you said that they went to the jail, I'm like, oh, he's going to get captured. Okay. And they're all going to be in jail. And that the next book would be called Infinity Prisoner. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought I I like patted myself on the back for that one. I was like, that's it, Emma. You got it. All right. Let's see. I had some. Let's let's look at these predictions. Um, Mary Bell did not mess everything up at the end. And her quest was related to the main plot, so I didn't get... Cross that off. All right. Emil did not get captured, and he did go to the magic jail, but no, that doesn't count. No, he he was not captured. Um, (laughs) I wrote, scene where Marybell builds a gem grenade, so I know what it is. (laughs) No, I think gem grenades are grabbed, but... And used, but... And I wrote, Emil sees Ness working for Sander and goes back to thinking he was evil all along. This makes Ness sad. No, that didn't happen That didn't happen. So I didn't do too well. I did... I sort of got the main plot correct Mm -hmm. of Quest for Ingredients, Phoenix Related. Obviously, all of these books are Phoenix-related. Yes. That is the theme, so I picked up on the theme, and I did know that Emil would get another love interest. I was like, Ness isn't the one and only. 
they gotta complicate this a little bit before they end it. Yeah, I'm frustrated about that. As you should be, because it's dumb. I just... There, there did not need to be a love triangle. Why would you do this to me? Introduce amazing Wyatt, who's perfect in every way, <laughs> and better than Ness, but you're going to end up with Ness. Unless Ness dies. Hopefully, he will. In book three, the last book. Yeah, well, I guess finally... <sighs> Is the, I just need the next book to be Brighton being full-on villain, but I think he's still not going to be full-on villain. I think he's still going to be doing things and, like, thinking that he's... I don't know, not, not necessarily being fully villainous, but also being very murdery. I think he's going to be very murdery, but doing things to, like, try and help people, but do it very murdery. And we know murder is okay in this universe. It's something. That everyone <sighs> does. All right, Hannah, do you have any recommendations after reading this book? Oh, gosh, I did not think about it at all. Um, You know who did soap opera relationships better? The How to Train Your Dragon books. (laughs) Spoilers. That was fun. There's some people related to other people, and it's great. That was fun. It's nothing but good. I don't think I have any other recommendations. All right. I I want to make sure to ask you before I started rambling. Go for it. So, yeah. Ramble. Okay, first of all, How to Train Your Dragon is great. I did Mm reread the series recently, along with Hannah. I did, yeah. And it is so good. Uh, But I also think Cressida Cowell's series the wizards of once is kind of like this book because one of the main characters the son of a wizard Mm. but he has no powers and he really wants powers and goes to extremes to get powers Mm. and the book the whole series is mostly about making a potion Okay. Much like these books seem to be about making several potions. Now, I didn't love the series like I love How to Train Your Dragon. Mm. Uh, but it was okay. And, alright, I want to talk about something probably completely unrelated, but I want to talk about it, and I'm here for a limited time only. <laughs> So I'm gonna talk about it. I'm gonna recommend a movie I watched. Okay. It's called Horizons West. Okay. It's a Western. Okay. It's about two brothers. One brother might not be as good as the other brother, but the movie focuses on that brother. Mm. (laughs) And, oh my God, I had a time watching this movie. A great time watching this movie. To the point where when I was watching it, I was like, I don't want this movie to end. Aww. I want it to keep going. I want more. Nice. <laughs> it's amazing. It's not. It, but, but it kept it was it kept going where I wanted it to go, but also did not expect it to go. Okay. If that makes any sense. I guess because I have these preconceived notions of what a 1950s B-Western will be. Mm. 
But I kept being like, man, it'd be cool if this happened. And then it did happen. And then even more happened. And I was like, oh my god, this movie is amazing. Okay. Nice. Horizons West. Nice, nice, <laughs> 10 nice. out of 10. Best movie I've watched. <laughs> it's not. But it's better than Infinity, Sun, or Reaper. <laughs> and it's about two brothers. Right. Okay. Nice. Well, we've done it. I We have talked about this long book. Nothing happened the book. Yeah, I, I do think because of Wyatt, because of especially a lot of the scenes towards the end of the book, I would say that I enjoyed this one slightly better than Infinity Sun, but I still mm -hmm. think it's like a three, three and a half star book, so it's fine. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, it's long. <laughs> it's it's not a lot happens, and it really is just a lot more of these character moments. There were there were a lot of character moments with uh, Brighton and Prudencia that I didn't really talk about. Um, character moments with uh, Wyatt and Emil that weren't just me saying they're so cute. There was more depth <laughs> to it than that. And I think the setup for, again, what I just really want, I just want Brighton to go full villain. <laughs> that's why she watched Horizons West. <laughs> I just want full villain Brighton. That's, that's what I want. Somebody and will go full villain. <laughs> I, I, I just need... I need that to happen. I I need full villain Brighton because I mean honestly, I he's such a narcissist. He's just an awful person who is only ever thinking about himself and I don't I don't understand or I don't see how he can be redeemed. I guess he probably will be, but before he is at least give me full villain Brighton and then it'll be worse that he is redeemed but whatever like give me full villain Brighton because <laughs> he already has the attitude to back it up I just don't know I don't know he he needs to get over his narcissism uh, because because even when he he does show care for his mother or show care for Emil it's immediately followed by uh, thoughts about how he's so much better and how he's so amazing and how how it affects him and and how how he's the one um, you gotta stop talking about him really we're, we're gonna be here and, all night oh so yeah so he just he just frustrates me so much and I think that's also part of why I do kind of rate this one slightly better because I feel that Adam Silvera has managed to create this character that I truly loathe so kudos to him for that Good, good job. You, you have created somebody that I am getting an emotional reaction toward. This fictional character that I'm, I just truly hate him. The most important thing in professional wrestling is getting a reaction. He's done it. He's done it. He's done it. Whether it's a boo or an applause, he's done it. The worst thing is indifference. Silence. That's what you don't want. All right. Well, there you have it. And now I know. Emma knows. Emma... When the third book comes out, are we going to sit down to do another one of these? I don't Will I be able to reel you back in? I don't know, because this one was so long and boring. <laughs> I'm, we'll see. 
You know, I got I got time to think about it. All right. Probably by the time it comes out, I'll be like, yeah, of course. Of I want to know what happens. Not? What Western can I compare it to this time? Perfect. Well, all right. Thank you for joining in on our discussion. This has been something for sure. A real treat, I hope. I, I hope you've enjoyed this rambling bonus episode. Yeah, thanks for joining in on our discussion. And until next time, don't forget to treat yourself.